It talk is entitled The Watercolour E-Fit. Serena went shopping in Tesco's at Bar Hill, Cambridgeshire. Nothing unusual about that. A man asked her in the car park for directions. Nothing special about that. He asked her as she was loading her shopping into the boot of her car. At home the next day, she found that her credit card had been stolen from her handbag during that encounter. Now the thief chose the wrong woman to do that to. For Serena was not only the head of art at the Friends School, she was a very fine artist. So Serena handed to the police a perfect watercolour painting of the face, the head and shoulders and clothing of the thief. Now that is singular and special, a watercolour e-fit. There's a little bit here. I tried to get a bigger one, but I couldn't. And I think you would have no difficulty in recognising that gentleman there with his moustache and his clothes and his whole look. An encounter like that, singular and special, a watercolour e-fit. Now that recent story got me to thinking and reflecting. What sort of painting would Jesus do of you? What colours would he choose from his artist's palette to best represent you? Would he paint you using oils or water paints, watercolours? See, three aspects of your portrait, but only one subject, you. Let's consider together the colours in the Bible and their general spiritual meaning. The blue of the palette often describes the sky, heaven, and the Holy Spirit. The green is of the pastures, a bit brown outside at the moment, but generally the green of the pastures and plants linked with the meaning of growth. The brown is a dark colour, referred to in the Bible, mainly relating to sheep. Genesis 30, verse 32, 33, if you want to look at that. Grey the hair of the elderly, Genesis 42, verse 38. Red, the colour of blood, often signifying life. And Jesus' words in some Bibles are printed in red, aren't they? Amber, reflecting the glory of God. White, represents purity. White as light. Silver. Psalm 12 says it represents the truth. So what colours best touch the canvas of your life? But the colours alone do not make the portrait that he crafts. The medium may best convey the message of your life. Oil or water? First, let's look at the water. Genesis 1-2 says this, The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. 
Does God hover over the surface of your life? Or does he dwell in the deep, your deep waters? You see, before anything, before the light, before the moon, before earth, before plants or creatures, there was water. Or is your life too dry for a watercolour? Do you need to hear the words of Revelation, the words from Revelation 22, verse 17? The Spirit and the Bride says, Come, let anyone who hears say, Come. Let anyone who is thirsty, come. Let anyone who desires drink freely of life. Perhaps the water of your life has become a bit murky, then hear God's words from Ezekiel. Ezekiel 36, verse 25. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. As Christians, we can meet Jesus, as Hebrews 10:22 says, let us draw near to God, with a sincere heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. You see, the Bible has a cleansing effect on you to make her holy, cleansed by her washing with water through the word as Ephesians 5.26 says. But have you noticed water, clean water, pure water, needs a container? As you hold water, it runs through your fingers, doesn't it? Isaiah says this, But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Amazing. We're clay, earth, God-breathed to be containers of the Holy Spirit to hold what? Living water. Would your portrait be painted with a broad brush of belief? or the pointed sable brush of detailed, spirit-filled, biblical belief. So now we should set aside our watercolours and pick up the palette knife to apply the oil paint to the canvas of your life. A life full of the oil of goodness, kindness, generosity. Your presence brings the oil of healing to people. As Exodus 30, verse 25 says, it indicates this, and you shall make of these a, a sacred anointing oil, blended as by the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. Now, of course, of course, the painter's oil is not the same as holy anointing oil. But has some oil flowed out from our lives? 
Life's events can pressure and crush us at times, can't they? And we become dry and the oil seeps out. It's interesting that in Israel, the olives there are crushed three times to produce olive oil, three times. The first press gives you extra virgin olive oil. The second press is often used for medicine and for healing. The third press is used for making soap, for cleansing. Now the pressing has to take place in order to produce the oil. And so it was for Jesus. Jesus was pressed three times for our salvation. First at Gethsemane. Gethsemane means the olive press. There the agony, literal agony, personally and spiritually. The first crushing of Jesus. But even in that, his obedience. The second was the crushing of the Roman scourging by his stripes, those wounds. We are healed. And third, the third crushing, the crushing of the cross, the crushing of the weight of our sins, your sins, my sins, on that cross. The oil he paints your portrait in transforms you out of darkness into light, heals your body, mind, and spirit, and crushes guilt by his oil of forgiveness. Now to start at the beginning, or maybe it's to end at the beginning, what's your effect? your portrait. What colours do you see Jesus using? What medium does he use? The flowing watercolours of wet or wet or the palette knife of the deep oil colour? That deep oil colour as he spreads the oil on the canvas of your life. Your clay jar of water, is the pure water present or is it murky? The brushes he uses, is it the broad brush or that sable-pointed sable one? Isn't it true that the artist usually represents, usually paints what he or she sees? You are, you are responsible you're responsible for the subject matter that Jesus sees. Do you like the way Jesus painted your portrait today? Is there something you'd like him to change? To overpaint? To rub out? Is there something missing in the picture. You are responsible for what he sees. For what he sees, he paints truthfully today. 
a perfect reflection of you. Maybe, just maybe, your watercolour, e-fit. Amen. Let us pray. Jesus, just thank you. Thank you that you can reflect those parts of our lives that are not of you, that you take them and you don't give them back to us. You have absorbed them, Lord, on the cross. We just ask today if any of these words have touched into areas that we just need to deal with before you paint that bit of us. But in the quietness now, Lord, that we just deal with it in our lives. So the picture you paint is the one we would like you to paint, not the one that we can sort of see today, Lord, with its imperfections, its long-term cracking, the holes in the canvas of our life. And we just thank you, Lord, that you can do all of that and much more if we just meet you, the holy artist who works to make us a perfect reflection of you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, in the peace of reflection now. Meet us, heal us, restore us. Amen.